Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Countdown for blastoff. X minus 5, minus 4, minus 3, minus 2, X minus 1, fire! If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. If you could go back and tell your high school self one thing, what would it be? Uh, Honestly, I'd be like, don't drink and don't smoke as much as I did back then. Because, man, I would have saved myself a lot of pain and you know, actually, you know, never mind, man. That was probably the best decisions I've ever did in my life was drinking and smoking. So you know what? Don't listen to Oscar. Do what you want to do in life. Well, I know what my decision is. If anybody lives in Hawaii, better prepare for Hurricane Lane on Friday, August 24, 2018. Take care, stay safe. Don't get caught in a hurricane. Truth isn't truth. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. No one cares about radio. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Heavy downer. And now. Just a minute. Don't hang up. Yellow. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Friday morning, the 24th of August. Yeah, it is. We're a week from September. Yes, we are. That's insane. Well, that's what I told you last week, because it occurred to me that Labor Day was right around the corner, and I thought, where did the summer go? That's crazy. I mean... Don't I tell us how many twelfths there we are at Christmas, though. <laughs> oh, we're very Not close. down with that. I think tomorrow is two-thirds Christmas, so this oh, is two-thirds Christmas Eve. All right. So it's very exciting times right now. Yeah. I didn't do all the usual summer stuff I do. You never saw me playing beach volleyball. Sure. Didn't do any of that. You didn't I, even go on the circuit as far... You didn't travel with the team right no i didn't do that wow, at all that's crazy I took the summer off I, you never saw me out there kayaking all the usual stuff you're you're used to seeing me do in remember the that record you said last summer yeah what was it for i don't recall it was for kayaking around in a circle <laughs> 25 <laughs> times faster than other people i'm very proud to own that record today <laughs> By the way, this isn't the thing, but I did see a guy on the news last night who is um, in a canoe. I want to say it's a little bigger than a canoe. It's two two persons, and they are trying to set a speed record, if I recall correctly, from the western coast of the United States to Hawaii. Right. Uh, there's a hurricane. Yeah, uh, don't. Buried why? Down right. And they're out there in this tiny little dinghy, the two of them, just rowing their little asses off trying to get to Hawaii. And the lead guy is blind. 
What? On top of everything else. So he, and I saw him on the news last night. I should have brought this in. And he says, you know, usually there is some, uh, there's a fair amount of steering that you can do as you are able to uh, observe the weather conditions and the waves and where they're going and where they're heaviest and stuff like that. You can kind of work it a little bit. Right. But he can't see that. He's blind. So he does, but he, he does. There's some bad choices being made here. I know. <laughs> like, at what point do you go, it would be cool if I accomplished that. Right. But it's not worth it. It's There's too many obstacles in my way. A, I'm blind. B, it's the freaking Atlantic Pacific, whichever one it is. Pacific, I guess. Pacific, yeah. And C, there's a hurricane. Like, maybe don't do it. Yeah. Or put the blind guy in the back where he can just row. Right, And somebody exactly. up front who can see. Yes. That seems the, important. The blind guy is the captain. Mm. And they also said, all right, now I've taken too much time. This is the thing. They also said, and to explain this to me, I'm very curious about this because you know there's never been a story I've ever seen or read where I have not been left wanting for more information. Right. They also said that he became blind in a diving accident in his 20s. Diving accident? Yeah, that's you mean what I said. Diving like diving off a cliff or a high high. Don't know. Didn't diving say. board? No information. Scuba diving? Huh. I, in my mind, I assumed scuba diving. Yeah. That just came to my mind, but I didn't think about what you're saying, which is maybe he dove off a, a, and hit just hit wrong. But have you ever heard of anyone splashing into the water at a bad angle or something? I've heard of you know people breaking their bone, you know, breaking their neck or their back or whatever, cracking their head. But I've never heard of somebody going blind as a result no. of that a diving injury. Same and. Same with scuba diving. Maybe I'm just not that knowledgeable, but I don't think that's... I've never heard of that either. Is there some way, you know, people get into trouble sometimes underwater with a lack of oxygen? But that would be a brain thing. That would be an eye thing. But usually you go with another person, you share his oxygen. I don't know. This seems odd. Yeah, I need to do a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Zero information on this story. Well, the the information (laughs) I have is that a blind dude is in a canoe, (laughs) rowing across the Pacific into a hurricane. That's actually enough. I take that back. And I'll tell you something else that I would have appreciated some information on is every time you see one of these stories about the old lady who swims the English Channel or whatever, they always have a boat that is a is a uh, is a boat that goes along with them, like yeah. a pace car. Okay, right. They always have somebody in the uh, event of uh, an emergency, medical somebody, people, medical people, right. exactly. Uh, somebody for, with supplies, uh, like in this little canoe. This is what I was thinking last night. I don't know how long it takes to go across the uh, the Pacific, but where do you even store all the food and stuff like that that you need? It's tiny. So I assumed there would be some boat that would be there just to give them supplies, just to feed them. Also with a guy who can see. With maybe somebody <laughs> with vision, yes. No mention whatsoever of any kind of boat that went along with them, too. That's so So weird. are they really... Literally all by themselves out there in the middle of the ocean. I with- can't imagine that. I assume they just left that part out because I don't think anyone... Does that without some support. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. Huh. We need some support. So shame on you, CBS. Shame on you, <laughs> CBS News. Because there's a lot of, you left a lot of, you, you didn't leave it out all on the floor is what right? I say. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's that's what's on my mind here today. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? I, 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 I'm out. Oh, uh, you haven't ex- even heard yet. Extreme commuting. You spend the most amount of time on the road. I bet this is the greatest city in America to do this phone topic. Agreed. Because there must be people who live in Acton who are driving to Pomona. You know, I mean, sure. there must be some people who just, this is where I have to live. This is where I have to work. No way around it. And we're not just talking mileage either. It can be time. So Absolutely. Like from, from my house 
in the valley to LAX is 35 minutes with traffic an hour and a half easy. Yeah, right, exactly. It's ridiculous. Uh, Bean makes his guess on the show today. Mm-hmm. Stryker left us some voicemails, Bean. Oh, I bet he's got a lot of things on his mind that involve lizards. <laughs> that boy's a little nutty. Um, we also have Keep It 100 because it's Friday. And the machine, Burt Kreischer, joins us in studio. That is one crazy mofo. So, so he comes out on stage. Yeah. I guess at every show. Uh-huh. And the first thing he does right. is rip his shirt off and throw it into the crowd. Correct. How did that get started? I don't know, but I wanted to talk to him about that because it seems like he could save a little money just by walking out without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> How much yes. does he need the shirt for that 15 seconds? <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's coming up on today's Kevin and Bean Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Allie is out today, but that doesn't mean what's happening doesn't go on. Kevin, I know you don't normally go to the theater. But I think I got one for you. I don't, know. I think I got one for you. The Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, November 16th. I may be late to the party on hearing about this tour that kicks off in Houston in October, but Snoop Dogg has a musical. What? Yes, it's called Redemption of a Dog. It stars Snoop Dogg, and it chronicles the life of a rapper who is faced with choosing between fame and fortune over family and the love of his life. And he is going to be singing in it and acting in it. And Tor Braxton is his co-star. I would love to see that. I mean, he does have a fascinating real life. And uh, I don't know how how closely it stri- it sticks to reality, hmm. or if it's just a you know the jumping off point is Snoop's life. But I think that sounds super cool. I do too. I'm in. Anyway, so again, November sixteenth at the Microsoft Theater. I was thinking about Snoop Dogg because I saw this story yesterday. You know, he somehow became inexplicably great friends with Martha Stewart. Yes, they, they even have that show on VH1 called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party. It was very successful. <laughs> it's not nominated for an Emmy last year. He is really into cooking. Snoop Dogg is. In fact, so much so that he is readying his first cookbook that's going to be coming out. And it's October 23rd. It has a clever title, From Crook to Cook. All right. Is the name of Snoop's cookbook. Is there weed in every single dish? Well, this is what I'm wondering because the examples that are given here do not specify that. Mm. But I bet there's nothing in this book that you couldn't improve with some edibles. (laughs) 50 recipes straight from his own collection, including OG staples like baked mac and cheese. Love it. Fried bologna sandwiches with chips. Need it. And a new take on the classic weeknight favorite, soft flour tacos and easy orange chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what it is, but I'll try it. I'll tell you something about uh, Snoop Dogg, and I'm just guessing. He He seems like a guy who is into comfort food. Oh, just, sure. You know what that is, comfort food. Sure. Yeah, that's just food that just sticks to your ribs, just makes mm-hmm. you feel good. There's nothing fancy or schmancy about it. It's the kind of stuff your mama used to make. So anyway, so there's two things on your on your hmm. calendar now for Snoop Dogg. The book comes out on October 23rd or the November 16th if you want to see the play. We were talking yesterday about how Danny Boyle, one of our favorite directors over creative differences, has left Bond 25. That's the next James Bond movie. It doesn't have a title yet. So it will no longer be released in November of 2019. It is now being pushed back to sometime in 2020. Wow. Uh, We're going to have to wait a long time for this James Bond movie. And you're wondering who is going to be the new director. There are some names on this list that I am unfamiliar with, like Jan Demange, apparently, directed a film called White Boy Rick. He may be very talented. The movie may be very good, but I am unaware. Agreed. I do know about Jean-Marc Vallée. He did the Dallas Buyers Club, also Big Little Lies. He's a good director. But I'm going to tell you the name that popped for me. 
and think Baby Driver and tell me how great mm. Edgar Wright would be mm, at directing a James Bond movie. I think it would be great, but I don't think they would go for it because he would make it his own. Because his and, movies tend to have a style. Yes. And they already have their style and their thing going, but I'd love to see it, but I don't think they would choose I it. I don't know. I mean, they've been through 40 directors or right, something Right, but they all the sort of look and feel the same, do they not? Sort of. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I don't know. The ones in the Daniel Craig era and what's he made, three or four or something like that, they've all had different directors, I think. Or Right, but I'm saying the tone of it and everything else yeah, seems so. to fit into the same as Bond's before. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. He's just such a great director. I agree. Obviously, especially with Baby Driver. I mean, he's done big special effects type movies before. He's done action movies. And especially with Baby Driver, you see what he can do with his car chases and stuff. Man, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. I'm not arguing against him. I think he would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm just not sure they'll pick him. And uh, one more for now. Uh, everything in the world is being rebooted. You know, when you sit down and you see the commercials for things that are coming in the fall, I mean, it's a whole lot of, like, Magnum P.I. and stuff like that. Do we need Bewitched to come back? Do you I remember say Bewitched? No. Not much. This was uh, the classic 60s sitcom with Elizabeth Montgomery. She starred a witch who was married to an ad man. It was a very good show at the time. Um, Kenya Barris and his partner, Yamara Taylor, who are the creators behind Blackish, are the ones who are going to be doing it. All right. That makes a difference because that's they're, a great show. They're very talented. Samantha, the witch, will be a black, hardworking, single mom who happens to be a witch. Okay. And Darren is the non-witch, the white mortal, who happens to be a bit of a slacker. So I think there's some political uh, political thoughts going into this. I think there's going to be a little bit of... The black girl is literally magic, but she still, I bet, is not as powerful as a tall, good-looking man with a full head of hair in America. <laughs> I, I have a you feeling. You may be reading into that a little. Well, I don't know, but right. I'm just saying. You see that? You see how white people do? I'm just saying. <laughs> this is uh, this is Kenya Barris's revenge, by the way, that the uh, the, the witch is uh, African-American and can really F stuff up for everybody. So uh, or that do gigs. So anyway, yeah, I'm curious to see. It looks like at least to this point, ABC has ordered a pilot. We'll see if it goes to series. Today's celebrity birthdays. A lot of people out there have crushed on Chad Michael Murray over the years. He's celebrating today. Great comedian Dave Chappelle has a birthday today. Academy Award winning actors and a hilarious tweeter Marley Matlin is celebrating today. Vince McMahon, who, by the way, not only is the uh, a third generation uh, uh, wrestler, uh, he is the genius behind the XFL. He's the guy who brought us He Hate Me. Oh, the XFL. I totally forgot about that. Yep, He's still involved behind the scenes and running the WWE, and he himself is a two-time wrestling world champion, which was so long ago I sometimes forget that he used to also be in the ring, not just a business dude. And this will make you feel old. Rupert Grint, little Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter movies, is 30 years old today. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right now it's time for the Afro Line, 323-520-AFRO. You can leave a message. 24 hours a day on any topic, including the outdoor urinals that we were talking about. Where's that in France? Yeah, well, I've got them all throughout Europe, but the story that made the news recently was in Paris, where guys are just walking up right on the sidewalk and peeing into what looks like a mailbox. Nobody can see your junk, but they do see your face while you're peeing, and a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that. So, I actually have a question about these outdoor urinals. So, are they just, like, super open, where when the guy has to pee, like... 
essentially you have the possibility of seeing his penis because if so you know what i'm saying all right <laughs> well now uh she's I funny guess, i guess depending on the peer like if you're like me who only pees for distance then yeah i guess there'd be a good chance you might spot it i have to stay back 12 feet there's nothing i can do about it you don't have any choice <laughs> I'm at 12 inches. <laughs> Not 12 feet. 12 feet is impressive. <laughs> My God, how do you, how do you walk? You're going to lie, lie small. <laughs> right? Hi, this message is for B. How dare you, sir, lecture anybody on the misuse of daylight savings when you say Antarctica? Um, it's Antarctica, you troglodyte. And while we're at it, if you ever refer to a chimpanzee or a gorilla as a monkey, you shall be getting a strongly worded letter in the mail because they are apes, not monkeys. I mean, they have a proper name. Why shouldn't we use them? That is all. Boom! I mean, I've been moated right there. Right? That is, uh, that is strong. By the way, we did. I don't know if that listener heard the follow-up show where we discussed the problem with Antarctica slash Antarctica. But I think we've got it all settled. We're all on the same page now. We know that it is Arctic and it is Antarctica. And I don't think we'll be making that mistake again. Oh, I will. <laughs> Let's not rule everything out. Um, when did Where did we learn this from and when was it that we learned the meaning of white pants? Because I Mike, was shocked. Mike Hathaway, I think, was the one who made the observation that if you see a lady, I guess or a gentleman, wearing white pants, mm-hmm. it, it means their uh, mm-hmm. their backside's open for business. Correct. Hey, guys. Just saw a pretty girl wearing white pants and uh, just wanted to let you know that I thought of you. White pants, <laughs> you're offering up your backside. White pants, you're giving your core up to me. <laughs> I mean, look, we didn't make it up. That's just how it is. Right? That's science. So you should be very careful when you pick your wardrobe. Um, uh, We did get a call from Stryker. Oh, good. Also works here on K-Rock. Works here at K-Rock. He's one of our best friends. He's awesome, and he leaves us messages from time to time. Kevin and Bean and Natalie, what's up? It's Stryker calling. Sorry, Bonsai, get off the thing. Sorry I'm calling so late. It's 10 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you guys, hopefully you're not hearing this and you're sleeping what a day this was. What an unbelievable day. My first 30 years of life, I, you know, pillows just ended up in my house somehow. What? You know, I've got a vacuum today. I went to Best Buy, and I the guy came right up to me. Hello? I think I lost you. Are you there? <laughs> Okay, can I ask a couple of questions? Yes. He he works here. Right. He has co-hosted the morning show with us before. Right. He knows the Afro line is an answering machine. Right. So he knows he can call at 3 a.m. and it doesn't make any difference to us. None of us hear it ring. It's not going to wake anybody up. I, don't, I think it's been, what, 10, 12 years since you've had an answering machine that you can listen yes. to and pick up? Yes, exactly. <laughs> why is he still confused by that? I'm not positive. But he and, called and back. Why, and why did he think he lost us at some point? Like, it's not like we were having a conversation that all of a sudden he couldn't hear us anymore. No, it's but just, it's just him. Sometimes answering machines have limits. Okay. So maybe that's what he thought. It cuts off after, okay. you know, whatever amount of time. Sorry, we got cut off there. Anyway, so I went to Best Buy. I searched on the internet first if they even sell vacuums because I 
I needed a vacuum. I've never purchased a vacuum before. So I went in. The guy helped me. He knew all about vacuums and televisions. I did not purchase the television. But I'm, I'm so... Do you know how much improvement on technology there is on vacuums? I can't believe it. So he's like, how many times a year do you vacuum? And I'm like, eight times a year. He's like, eight. I'm like, yep. He's like, go with this lower level one. By the way, who knows how many times they vacuum in a year? And by the way, eight times a year, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is so, disgusting. You, sh- you should be vacuuming 50 times a year. <laughs> so you don't approve. I don't, not at all. So he told that guy this. and So anyway, this one I got, it's a straight suction nozzle. It's a wide upholstery, also known as upholstery tool. It's got a crevice tool and a dust brush. Zero maintenance cost. I am the proud owner of a new vacuum. I'm so proud right now. <sighs> I don't know when I'm going to vacuum, but at least I got a vacuum. All right. Hope you guys have a good sleep. Uh, hope. Okay, bye. How is Stryker 40 or whatever he is mm-hmm. and has never bought a vacuum cleaner? He's a miracle. He is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but we did have him on the morning show for a long time, and he's a straight miracle. I uh-huh. don't understand most of his life. Yeah, he's living a weird life. Couldn't be a nicer person, though. Right. But he wasn't done. Kevin, being now, I'm so sorry I'm calling back. I just have no one to talk to about the vacuum right now. And I hope the opera line doesn't beam into your cell phones, because if you got woken up, that would stink. But So I'd just like to ask... How many phone calls does it take to talk about a vacuum? Yeah, and why does he think anyone is interested? <laughs> he's just excited and he's sharing it with us. Okay. Which I applaud. I am so okay with getting the mid-level to lower-level vacuum. The dude was incredible at the shop explaining it. But so I'll tell you how much the vacuum cost. $150 for the vacuum. I vacuum eight times a year. That's like $19 a vacuum. I don't want... To, but... If I'm able to do it 16 times a year, then it's only like nine and a half dollars per vacuum. So nine dollars and fifty cents a vacuum if I can do it 16 times a year. But over that much, if I vacuum that much with the mid-level, I just hope it lasts that long. Is it worth getting the mid-level vacuum? I don't vacuum that much. <laughs> but over like, let's see, over three years, if I oh vacuum 24 times, that's six dollars a vacuum. A lot of thought going into this. Oh six my bucks God. a vacuum. The wheel may fall off. <laughs> I'm going to have to get another Get another vacuum. Oh, golly, Miss Molly. All right. Well, I think I'm going to try to hit the hay. Oh, please. I hope you guys are great. Uh, all right. I'm going to go see if I can put the hose on the vacuum. Um, please tell me he's dead now. <laughs> he's done now. I hope he. Gets, I love that guy. I hope he gets swallowed up by the dust balls in his house. <laughs> three two three five two zero A F R O twenty four hours a day. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, you rock. How about a little B makes this gas? B makes this gas, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B makes this gas, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B makes this gas. Yes. We uh, talked to Omar about some we of We did. It's all good. <laughs> really? Because yeah. it doesn't seem like it's all appropriate good. for the segment here. We ran through it all, and it all made sense to us. Much news was made this week when the announcement came out that according to the Recording Industry Association, there's a new all-time best-selling album in the United States. The Eagles' greatest hits, 1971 to 75, was certified as 38 times platinum. 
It has sold 38 million copies since it was released in 1976. And it bumped the album that had been at the top of the U.S. all-time chart, which, of course, was Michael Jackson's Thriller, now certified at 33 million. When you take a look at the other albums on this list, there are some real surprises as to what we, the public, has been buying in America over the years in terms of albums. So I thought it might be a fun B makes this guess to see if you can come up with some of the other albums that are on the list of the best-selling albums in United States history. All right. Now, I'm going to make this easy for you today because I'm just going to have you name the artist. I'm not even going to have you pick the album. I'll just have you name the artist. Okay. And get a point for that, okay? So, Beer Bug, you're going to be playing today, right? Yeah. Christine. Hey, guys. Assistant producer Christine. Huge music fan. I figure you might be pretty good at this one today. And, of course, uh, Kevin, who uh, is on a, a little bit of a losing streak. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you count guess. one loss, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure Kevin's ever won, <laughs> but I'm sure you're going to put your shoulder and do it like you That's do. That's correct. So, we, uh, so you know number one, you know number two. Let's see if we can fill out the rest of the list. The best-selling albums in U.S. history. Kevin, you get to go first. The Tom Tom Club. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm certain I have the top thirty here, by the way. But ah. I was trying to fill in the top ten. Okay, uh, they might be just outside the top thirty. I'm not sure. Beer mug. What say you? I'm gonna go ahead and guess Nirvana. Never mind. Not in the top thirty. That is shocking. Because look, I know it's not been it, around as long. But think think about it this way, though. Um, an album that is immense. Might sell, te- let's say the biggest albums that come to mind sell 10 million copies or something like that. That's not enough to get you into the top 30 all time. Number 30 sold 14 million copies. So wow. these albums are all megas. And of course, it goes all the way to the top with the Eagles with 38. All right, Christine, you're up. How about Beyonce? No Beyonce. Oh, on the list. I mean, current superstar for sure, but think about how many her records sell. They sell. Two million? Three oh, million? Oh, oh, I got it. Uh, it's my turn, uh, right? Uh, uh, it is your turn. I got it. Yeah. Right said Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Come no. on! Think all time, you guys. I okay. am! All time. So a lot of these are artists that you certainly know, albums you certainly own, but they're not things that have come out in the last few years. All right. Mugs. Beatles, White Album. The Beatles, ladies and gentlemen, yes, the White Album is their best-selling album. It is number 12 on the list with 19 million sold. I thought we were going top 10. We are, but I'm just just telling you, he at least got one that's on the list. The Beatles are are number 12. They also have uh, number 18 with one of their greatest hits collections, 1967 to 70, and they have number 28 with 1962 to 66. So, yeah, the Beatles was a great guess as an all-time best-selling band. But, yeah, I guess technically no point because it's not in the top 10. Right. Christine, you're up first. Okay. How about Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin 4, ladies and gentlemen, comes in at number 5. With, Stupid Christine. <laughs> with 23 million copies sold. Wow. 23 million Led Zeppelins. All right, you are on the board. Kevin, let's you're see, up Let's see if Kevin gets the hint of the, the, the theme going on. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Lou Bega. <laughs> the Mambo number 5, guys. Yes, yes. His album is one of the best selling yes. in history. Don't you think? I'm sorry, no. Mm. I'm sorry, no. All right, Bugs, it sounds like you're on a roll. The Doors. No doors. Man. Christine. How about the album Everyone Had in My College Drum, Pink Floyd? Number six. Oh, why yeah. didn't I think of that? <laughs> Pink Floyd, The Wall. 
Number six, oh. also $23 million. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Is think of the albums that everybody you ever knew had a copy of. This is everyone who you had and your parents owned, right? <laughs> right. So right. multiple exactly. generations. You don't need to preach to us just because you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Kevin, you're up. Paris Hilton. Um, I see where you're what? going. But no, not this time. Mugs. <sighs> We're talking sex tapes, right? No, we're talking all-time U.S. best-selling album. My bad. Okay. All right. Gotta go. When disco hit the scene in the 70s, Mm -hmm. gotta go Bee Gees. Um, I'm going to say the Bee Gees, no, but Saturday Night Fever is number 20 on the list. Saturday Night Fever is the second, here's a hint for you, the second best-selling soundtrack of all time. Saturday Night Fever, number 20, with 16 million copies. Can't break 10. Let's go around one more time. Uh, or is it Christine's turn? It's Christine's turn. Christine's turn, then we'll go around one more time. Okay. Yes, Christine. Um, what about Billy Joel? Oh, number good guess. Four. You're annoying. This is <laughs> number four. This is not even fair. She's wiping the floor with us. Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volume 1 and 2, uh, double album, 23 million copies sold. Wow. Well Kevin, done. I, that finger gesture was not very... It was saying you're number one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. One more round, and then we'll get into it. Finger 11. <laughs> Come on, oh. they had that song. They did have that, that song. song. Mugs, your final guess. You guys El- are going to die when you hear some of them on this list. Too, Elton John, gonna... because they're so obvious. Good yes. guess. Ooh, good Elton guess. John, greatest hits is a great guess. It came in at number 16 on what? the list. With 17 million copies what, sold. What does Muggs have? Four from 10 to 20? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. He's nailing the second yeah. half. Sure. All right, Christine, the final guess. Okay, this one came to my head. I don't know if it's a good guess, but I'm just going to stick with it. Garth Brooks. Mm. Number oh. eight, ladies oh, yes. and gentlemen. Yes. This You're is... so good at this. What's the score? It's we, She just routed us four to nothing. Yeah. She had four and neither of us had one. Zip. <laughs> Here's your, uh, here's your, I'll just read it real fast. Here's your top 20, you guys. Saturday Night Fever, number 20. Number 19, an album we all owned. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. I wouldn't have thought it sold that much. Okay. Wow. Then, uh, then your Beatles collection and another Garth Brooks album, No Fences at number 17. Elton John's Greatest Hits at 16. The debut album from Boston at number 15. Sure. Best-selling debut of all time, I think. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston's Bodyguard soundtrack at number 14. That's the best-selling soundtrack. Of all time. Wow. That's the one with I Will Always Love You on. Right. Guns N' Roses, Appetite uh, for Destruction, number 13. The Beatles' White Album, 12. This one you would have never gotten. She had several albums that sold over 10 million copies, but Shania Twain's Come On Over sold 20 million copies. Wow. 20 million copies. All right, here's a, there's one here, a couple here I thought you should have gotten in the top 10. Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Of course. Oh. Number nine, Hootie and the Blowfish, Cracked Rear View. Remember That's how big shocking. they were? No. Garth Brooks double live at eight. Here's how about this one, uh, Beer Mug? This will hurt you. ACDC back in black. Of course. Oh. Is there a person in the world who doesn't know that album? Pink Floyd's The Wall, Led Zeppelin 4, Billy Joel Greatest Hits Volume 1 and 2. I think we had all of those. Number three actually came out in the news stories last week when uh, you heard that the Eagles' greatest hits overtook Michael Jackson. Number three is also the Eagles' Hotel California. Hotel California. So there you go. There's your top 20. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chip, I think of all of us uh, here on the Kevin Amin Show, you probably drive the furthest to get to the station every morning. How, how many miles is it for uh, from where you live in Orange County to the building here? About 45 miles. And how long does that usually take you? Uh, actually, about 45 minutes because it's 4 a.m. and there's no one really on the road. Like, the only thing that really delays me sometimes is if there's an accident or if they're cleaning up a construction zone overnight. But for the most time, it's a straight shot. What about going home? Uh, about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. An hour and a half going home. Yeah. And so, Chip is probably the closest thing we have to a super commuter. I saw an article yesterday that talked about super commuters are people who drive 90 minutes to work each way or more. And it is a number that is growing, and five of the top ten cities in America where you find supercommuters are in, predictably, California. I was going to just say that. It's probably here. Five out of ten, but it's mostly because of San Francisco. It's mostly because of Silicon Valley. It's people who live in Stockton, people who live in Modesto, places like that. Yeah, we certainly have our share of people driving in from Riverside County to jobs in uh, Lancaster and places like that. Exactly. So they have uh, they put up as an example this guy that I'm going to play, and you're going to think his commute doesn't sound that bad compared to some of the commutes that many of our listeners have. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. If you are a super commuter, it takes you 90 minutes or longer to get to work every day. We're looking for the furthest commuter who's listening to the show right now because you certainly have a now, lot of time to listen to the show. Right. Now, we're not talking miles. We're talking time. Time. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's right. All right. So let's meet this dude. The amount of miles I travel going to and from work is around 140 miles. That's 72 miles each way. Now, 72 miles seems like a long way to go to work. Yes, it does. Uh, puts a lot of miles on your car. But as we're about to find out from this young man, he doesn't drive at all. Some of it does involve a train, which I think makes the commute a little easier. Even if it of still course. takes time, at least you're not behind the wheel driving. You can sit and read or something on the train. But let's find out where he is what's he's doing my name is danny um i currently live in dixon california and i work in san francisco i work in the public relations marketing space by the way i'm stunned by that as boring as this guy is. <laughs> honestly stunned i would never <laughs> never use this guy for my public relations wake up so in the morning my alarm clock goes off about 4 30 in the morning oh that's how I it works leave my house around 5 a.m i drive from dixon to the closest bart station bart is the bay area rapid transit it's a t- can you uh can you leave your house 30 minutes after your alarm goes off that seems pretty fast um i'm sure a lot of people do yeah that's not bad okay, okay. train system and the- yeah i mean it just it takes what 10 minutes to take a shower maybe 
Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I it's mean, not you gotta, so bad. You gotta be organized, I guess, yeah. to be able to do that. Like All right, I so, am. He, so he drives to the train. The train system, and that is in Pleasant Hill, California. Drive about forty-five minutes to an hour to Pleasant Hill, where I then jump on the San Francisco bound train, mm. um, and then ride that for anywhere from thirty-five to forty minutes. I'm so, calling bogus on this guy because riding half a train on a train is way different than behind the wheel. But he's driving sometimes an hour just to get on the train that yeah. then he has to sit on for another 45 minutes to get to the city, though. Bean, that's, I, still, that's a lot of time. I'm Can not sure know? if you know where this is, Bean, but when I first started in radio, I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I drove to Casa Grande, oh, which sure, is yeah. about an hour and 45 minutes each way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, a, I quit that quickly. But <laughs> All right. A little bit more, and then we'll get to some of your calls. 1-800-520-1067. Getting to San Francisco, and then I take my short walk to my office. Now, this probably doesn't need to be said, but the, the reason is obvious why somebody would make a commute like this. It's because you want to live where you want to live in many cases. Look, these people who uh, work in, the, in Silicon Valley, they can't afford those $2 million right. r- rundown houses. You they want to be able to buy a house. Exactly. That's what he did. So I do think it's worth traveling the distance and time to save money. The San Francisco Bay Area is relatively expensive to live in. Um, where Dixon, where I currently live, it's much more affordable, and the amount that you make goes much further. No duh, Mr. Public Relations Man. He has, uh, he's renting, by the way, he has a three-bedroom house with a swimming pool and a nice yard. That's worth it. He's renting for $1,600 a month. $1,600 a month in Dixon. It would have, it would co- to rent that would yeah. cost over $5,000 a month if he did it in San Francisco. So that's why he's doing it. Let's hear your stories of extreme commuting at 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with uh, Priscilla in Covina, line two, please, up first on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Priscilla. Hi, good morning. We're hoping that you're going to feel better by us sharing your pain with what your daily commute is like. Oh, my God. It's so bad out here. Mm-hmm. But I can't afford to live where I work. So, so you live where and, and you, you live where and you drive where? I live in West Covina and I work in Santa Monica. Okay. And how much time does that take each direction? Um, so in the mornings, it's kind of lighter. So I will wake up at like 6.30 and get to work by 7.45. So it's not too bad. Okay. Going okay. home, going home, I leave at 5 and don't get home till 7.30. So oh, two and a half hours. Two wow. and a half hours. Um, what do yeah. you do with all that time in the car? Two and a half hours in the car. What do you do and where do you pee? Um, I pee before I leave. Okay. Um, and I don't drink any water. Um, and right now, I'm listening. I'm listening to you guys and curling my hair. I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> curling your hair, curling okay. your hair at the same time. All right. At well, least we our signal is reliable. <laughs> we. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm only going like three miles per hour. All right. Oh, that uh, that hurts, Priscilla. All right. Well, good luck to you, my dear. Stay sane. Don't pack a firearm. Thank you for the call. <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. us see if we can beat Priscilla's commute, all right? We'll take your calls on extreme commuting next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right. Let's squeeze in uh, one call. And let's make it uh, Jose and Temecula. Hi there. Hey, how's it going, guys? First Good. time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Oh, that's super nice of you. So finally, we hit, uh, after all these years, we finally are talking about something interesting. 
I know, right? <laughs> I before I started to get through. Oh, okay. All right, extreme commuting. We're talking about the poor suckers who have to drive sometimes an hour and a half or more each way to get to and from work and home. How about you? What's your situation? That's me. I'm the poor sucker. Right. <laughs> where, where are you starting out? Where are you ending? Well, I go from Temecula to Los Angeles. Okay. okay. And I'm like at the peak of traffic for the most part. So how long each way? It's about two hours and 10, two hours and 15. Each way? Uh, each way, every day. That is such a lo- I mean, that's a, more than a sixth of your day every single weekday in the car. Is it worth it? Well, when I lived in L.A., I wouldn't do much when I'd be at home anyway, so it really wouldn't matter. But, yeah, being stuck in traffic is not the best thing. Oh, it's not yeah. the best thing. Okay. <laughs> um, is there – what kind of work do you do? Do you mind me asking, Jose? Yeah, I work for a, for a corporation. I'm a, pretty much a manager. Oh, okay. So it's a really good job. It's not the type of thing that you can just find something just like it close to your house. Yeah, no, it's a good job. I mean, uh, but I just moved out because I bought a house over here. You know, and Okay. I have a question. I have a question. What does pretty much a manager mean? (laughs) Isn't that a yes or no? What is that? I mean, are you a manager or not a manager? Yeah, well, I'm a manager, but I just got promoted maybe like about a year ago. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe like a year ago, he became pretty (laughs) much your manager. Jose, you're awesome. Deborah writes in, I'm on the road already, Kevin Bean, but I commute daily 110 miles each way. Oh, my God. That's a, you know, for most of us, that's a road trip. Right. (laughs) 110 miles. Each day. From Temecula to Woodland Hills, an hour, uh, about an hour and a half in the morning and three hours home. And then she adds, ah! Yeah, that sucks. What do you feel like when you get in your car and you know you have a three-hour drive ahead of you to get home? And you're stuck in Woodland Hills for the first hour of it. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> that's true. Uh, we'll go right back to the calls after this one from the 909. I can't get through calling right now, but, I, but I'm driving from Menifee to San Diego every morning. Three and a half hours to work, three hours home. Holy crap. Menifee to San Diego, you guys. All right, 1-800-520-1067. By the way, in a couple minutes after we take these calls, I will tell you the person with the longest commute in America, according, oh. to, a, according to a contest that they had. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Ryan? Is that what you got up? Ryan in Montebello, hi. Or Moreno. Or Moreno. Hey, guys, how's it going? You had it... Uh... Right, the second time it's in Moreno Valley. Yeah, that was that was being that got it right. I got it wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, well, I'm not doing this anymore, but what I did for a while back was I was driving from Moreno Valley to Chula Vista, which is pretty close to the border, which gave me about, on a in the morning, about two-and-a-half-hour drive there, and then coming back in traffic about a three-and-a-half to four-hour drive if it was bad enough. That's insane. Oh. Yeah. Three-and-a-half to four hours. It was good. I mean, we were helping out the military. A company I worked for, we uh, we were tra- we were doing all the air conditioning systems and heating systems for their uh, military personnel and their families down there off base. But, well, that's uh, cool. That's uh, rewarding. But man, oh man, that's a long uh, way to drive. Yeah. Well, that's you know, I did it for a while, got old, and I uh, no longer do that anymore. So, all right. Yeah, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question, Ryan. And I and I'm going to put, put this message out for everybody in the extreme commuting world. When you have that much time and you know it's locked into your schedule every day. Are you the type of person who would think, hey, I can listen to every book ever written uh, on, you know, Audible or whatever, or I can learn a foreign language in a few weeks because I've got all of this time that I can listen to training or something like that while I'm in the car? Um, well, I never really thought of it that way. Never 
Same. Did that it's mostly listening to whatever radio station came on and you know, <laughs> whatever year I was in, which was Rock 105 down there. But you know, gotcha. it was all right. Nope. All right. Well, very cool. Hey. Thanks for your uh, thanks for help with the military. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All right. Let's try. Um, let's try uh, Andreas in Anaheim, line five. Up next on the Kevin Beach, you're talking about extreme commuting here this morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. All Andreas, right. what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? So, um, you know, nice talking to you guys again for the first time with Dean. But, uh, yeah, I used to actually, you know, commute for like about, you know, an hour and 45 to two hours and an, uh, uh, two and a half hours. One way? Uh, from Anaheim to L.A., which shouldn't be that bad. But for some weird reason, I always had an accident. I always had something. So it always added up. And actually, that's how I started listening to you guys. Because oh, we're so yeah. sorry. No, thank God for long commutes, right? We wouldn't have a gig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have done the, the billboard in Mexico. So you guys should know. Andres that. is the one that made us a billboard in Mexico. No kidding. How about that? You're our hero. That's the best. <laughs> oh, Dave, please repost the photo of Andres' billboard. It's the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever seen. Andres, that's so awesome. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for all the driving. And I'm sorry for all the bad radio you had to hear along the way. <laughs> All right, thank you for the call. Let's do Kevin real quick. One more. He is on line six on the Kevin Beat Show. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Talking about long commutes. What do you got? Well, I, I drive my son uh, to school, so I do the commute twice. Agora Hills to Glendale, uh, 30 miles each way, so 60 miles per round trip, so about 120 miles a day, two round trips a day. How, how, much, how much time does that? take you to do uh well we're in the rush hour now it's at least an hour and a half uh getting there in the morning an hour and a half getting back and then in the afternoon it's more like an hour each way it's so sad that they don't allow schools in agora hills because then you can just put your kid in something so much closer that's uh, a special language school so you do what you gotta do he better better be learning Venusian or something if he's going that far. All right, thank another great example, <laughs> That's by the way. A great <laughs> All right. Somebody claims a five hour one way. We have to squeeze in Danny Corona line two. Is that possible? Let's see what he's doing. Hey Danny. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, thank you. How are you driving five hours one way? <clears throat> okay, I'm I'm a, a contractor, so you gotta you gotta go where the work is. Right. I live in Corona, right up to uh, 15 in the 91. Okay. Uh, right in the uh, right in the heart of the IE. So I have to battle um, the IE traffic and then uh, Orange County traffic going uh, heading west on the 10. I my contract was right on the sand in Santa Monica, and there is no easy way in or out. So how long Monica. did it, how long did it minimum take you three, each way? Minimum three hours to get. To the job site, minimum and minimum three hours. Okay. That's that's uh, that's light traffic. If there's accident construction, we're talking three and a half, four hours just to get there. The worst drive of my entire career was a Friday evening. It was raining. I got on the freeway uh, or left the job site at six p.m. Pulled into my driveway at eleven p.m. There's a fire. A five-hour uh, drive. Five-hour drive. It was pouring rain. Um, windshield wipers flooding back and forth. I swear to God, it took 20 years off my life. I got <laughs> I got home, and my, my wife's, where the hell have you been? And I'm, I just collapsed. I'm just like, just give me a beer. 
<laughs> well, it's not, it sounds like you're living the dream. <laughs> Danny, we appreciate you. I, I promise the uh, America's Longest Commute. This was a contest a few years ago that Midas, the muffler people, sponsored. And the winner was from Mariposa, California, who is driving to San Jose each day, uh, a 372-mile round trip. Three hundred and seventy-two miles round trip every single day, about five hours every single day. So he won America's longest commute. So at least he's got something to show for it. <laughs> Is that good? Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Dave, I'm glad you're in here, the King of Mexico, our producer, because you kind of run it. Yeah. It has uh, proved very popular with our listeners that we uh, can set, direct them to some place where we are able to. Have them listen to some songs that we're loving that we're not necessarily playing during the Kevin and Bean show. Yeah, everyone has such great taste on this show that, you know... Take it easy. <laughs> we put this list together, and the range of acts go from pop to dance to rock to a little heavier. Yeah, on it's the side. extreme. It, it's really cool to put this list together and give a chance for people to hear what we like. Yeah, it is a. Uh, it's definitely I mean, a fun playlist. Let me just say this: we like what we play as well. Yeah, we do. We do. But we also have more taste and other songs and bands that we like. Yeah. Where can people most easily find you? Just through the Kevin and Bean social media. Yeah, at Kevin and Bean on Twitter. Uh, we post it on our Instagram stories. We post it on Facebook and go to krock.com. It's always there. And be sure to subscribe so that you can get new songs in your uh, in your playlist every single week. And uh, since Allie's out, Dave, you're going to be filling in for her with the Ooh. first pick for this week's That's My Jam. Well, I saw this artist on uh, Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago, and she absolutely just rocked it. It's Courtney Barnett. Uh, she has a new album out called Tell Me How You Feel and uh, How You Really Feel. And this song is called Nameless Faceless. It's a little uh, holish. <laughs> yeah, right? it is. Yeah, and a little I, bit. I really love female singers and and the way she plays guitar rocks. She just killed it at Governor's Ball, and she's coming to the Greek on October fifth. So if you oh. dug that, check her out. It's a real good album too. I mean, you could have picked a number of songs to spotlight yeah, for, for sure. Courtney Barnett's latest. All right, speaking of the ladies, Kevin, I think you've got one for us this week as well. Well, Bishop Brig is back with a new song which she released last Friday. It's called Baby, and it's the first uh, thing that she's released since Church of Scars. And she says, "Quote: I'm learning in order to love someone else, you have to love yourself." And it's an amazing song. This is Bishop Brig and Baby. I love that. It's a great song. Uh, I think it's Bishop Briggs, by the way. I, yeah, yeah, it is. It's what I the paper that I uh, took from. I copied and pasted. <laughs> and said Brig, and I was like, "Have I been saying it wrong this whole time?" Yeah, she recently played the uh, uh, HD Radio Sound Space here, right? And she performed that song, and she says that she's so embarrassed because she cusses so much in that a song, lot, and then yeah. she had to play it for her parents. <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, listen to this. I'm gonna cuss, but but it's a good song. <laughs> so it's well, really he's, awesome. He's up and crazy, but he's good in bed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that would be yeah. difficult to play. For Don't worry parents. about the good in bed part, but the cussing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have an interesting choice because you wouldn't necessarily expect new music from Prince on the That's My Jam playlist. But here's what's been going on. Prince was one of the most prolific musical artists of all time. He has, some estimates are, 2,000 unreleased songs in the vaults. 
And he was very serious about keeping that music away. And, Kevin, I know that you are always first to think, well, there's a reason the artist doesn't want it out. It probably sucks. I think a lot, yeah. Not the case with a guy like Prince, because now that his estate has gotten his hands on it, they are starting to release some of that music to digital services. And they put out a collection last year called Anthology, excuse me, last week, last Friday it came out, called Anthology 1995 to 2010. And they compiled about 30 previously unreleased tracks, at least unreleased to most of us, because here's what Prince was doing during those years. He was making his music available only to fan club subscribers. Yep. He was giving it away with people who bought tickets for their concerts. Uh, he did some music that he just gave, for, that they just printed up and put out with a newspaper in Britain. So a lot of this stuff, even if you were a Prince fan, was very hard to keep track of because he wasn't releasing traditional albums in the stores or on digital downloads where you could buy them. So we all missed a lot of really great Prince music. Like this one, for instance, this is called I Love, But I Don't Trust You. I've always given you the best in life. Even in the wrong, it was right. I know you trust me, but you don't love me anymore. I mean, that is a killer Prince ballad, right? I love that one. And let me just tell you this. If you're the type of person who loves the rock and roll Prince, there's plenty of great guitar on this album as well. Hey, in you fact, don't get another song. In fact, <laughs> let's see how you feel after you hear a little bit of this song called Guitar. You couldn't do it all by yourself. You had to go and get somebody else. You're high enough to call me, but you can't reach the bar. So there's funky prints, there's ballad prints, there's pop prints. It's really a great collection. And you can find those two songs on the That's My Jam playlist available wherever you get your Kevin Bean. Uh, good stuff, you guys. Good stuff this week. Uh, today's a Celebrity Birthdays, by the way. Chad Michael Murray celebrating today. Dave Chappelle, great comedian. Birthday wishes to him today as well. Uh, Oscar winner Marley Matlin. Our good friend, the Keck, David Keckner, celebrating his birthday today. Uh, former soup host Craig Kilborn is celebrating today. Chad Michael Murray has a birthday, and little Rupert Grint, Ron Weasley from Harry Potter as well. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that our get- next guest, who's in the studio right now, Bert Kreischer, is the most famous person. That has ever come out of the state of Wyoming, ladies and gentlemen. The most famous person from Wyoming ever. Is that you, you brought that up in research for this? Yes. Okay. Am I wrong, Bert? Yes. Entirely. <laughs> I've never even been to Wyoming. <laughs> but it says here that you were born in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Know, is that Wikipedia? Were I don't you know. Bo- Sister producer Christine gave it to us. Where was, were you born? I was born in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's especially incredible oh. that you're the most famous person <laughs> you can't trust from Wyoming. You can't trust Wikipedia at all. So my best friend, or let me rephrase that. The guy who's I'm his best friend is Tom Segura, okay? <laughs> all right. Yes, of course. And he's such he's an idiot. He's your challenge mate, right, Tom? Yeah, exactly. And so he does these, like, he's just an idiot. And what he finds funny, he finds funny. One of the things he did one time was change my Wikipedia page entirely. And they were like, just so you know, Bert's a big advocate for the game Shirts versus skins 
<laughs> He's like, sometimes he spends his time digging holes and eating worms. Like, just. So, yeah, no, I've, I've never even been to Wyoming. So, that's so, an amazing so stat, it's then. So, t- it's Tom. It's Tom did this, then, right? He's the one who came up with he's it. He's an idiot. You know, my... Spe- By the way, he's a genius if he came up with that. Uh, no, he's an idiot. Let me tell you something. Both. He just... My special came out, comes out today, right now. Yes, congratulations. Right now on Secret time. Secret time on Netflix. Check it out. Tom... Uh, paid his own money to get his own promos animated. He paid his own money okay, to make promos of just making fun of me and just and, and put them all online. So it's a cartoon character of me just eating tons of food, shirtless, breasty, what? murdering Tito's, and then burping out the name Burnt Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing good work as far as I'm concerned. He did, he did more work promoting my special than he did his because he loves to make fun of me. Why is he so obsessed with you? And why are you his best friend, but he's not your best friend? <laughs> that was an odd distinction. I didn't notice that. Yes. I'm older than him. That's how that works. When you're the older guy, is the you are their best friend. I oh, see. But okay. he's not yours I can't be his best friend. I'm Joe Rogan's best friend. I got <laughs> Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, this special, uh, Burt Kreischer's Secret Time, as you mentioned, available now on Netflix. And we've all seen it uh, because we were excited about it. And, and it's it, fantastic. It is, and it, it's you. fantastic. Was there any fear, either from you or from the people around you, or maybe even at Netflix, that, Bert, you're a party guy and you're growing up now. Are you going to lose your edge here? I got to be dead honest with you. I was totally afraid of that. Like, I was, because I, I was like, you don't know how people perceive you. And I think people perceive me as just some big drunk who takes his shirt off and kills, like, a grown up Frank the Tank. You know, uh, it's true. And, <laughs> That's and I, and probably I, pretty accurate. And I don't really even live that life as much as I mean. I drink. I party. I probably party more than the average person. I drink on planes to the point where you get cut off. But like, <laughs> but you're married. You keep your kids alive. I mean, you're somewhat responsible. Exactly. But I think I got this great review in Forbes magazine, and they're like, "Bert can last middle agedness." And I was like, "That's right." But you can't because you can't help what you write about. And I just write about my stupid kids and my wife. Right. And that's it. And so. And then, and, 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 you know, it's hard to top the machine story. It's hard to do a special and do a better story than the machine story. That's my opus. I'll right, never sure. do better than that. But right. you do come out and you say, I'm a terrible parent. I'm <laughs> a do. horrible parent. <laughs> I'm a horrible parent. And that's perfectly, uh, that makes sense for that's you, on brand. especially. Yes, it's on brand very much. Oh, I'm a, like, I, but my favorite joke out of the whole special is when we were kids, there was this kid who all the time my parents would be like, oh, my gosh. Amy Bennett's mom was drunk, dropped her off at school the other day. And I remember as a kid being like, whoa, how does that happen? And then you become a parent, you're like, oh, I know how that happens. <laughs> I've been there. there are parents right now listening to this going, yeah, if I got pulled over, i get a DUI. Oh, yeah. No questions asked. Your wife is willing to pick up the slack, though, and be a super parent, it sounds like. God bless her. Right? I mean, she, first she... of all, God bless her for marrying you. Well, uh-huh, yeah, of course. Right? Let alone then taking most of the parenting. Thank God. I mean, I'm not pretty naked. Like, if you looked at me naked, I, it looks like I'm still wearing a belt. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like I outgrew my junk. Like, it just doesn't fit. She Which just, is... she, thank God, whatever, whatever her parents did to mess her up, thank God. And but... how does she put up with your craziness? Are you anywhere near as crazy at home? Because yeah. I would think that would get tiring. Uh, yeah, I think I'm probably crazier. Like I, the really crazy things I don't share. Like the like the like the parts where you're like like we just fought on the car ride over because I'm I'm doing Conan on Monday and I wanted to email these two bits, but I left my computer at home. Right. And I was like, oh, 
And I just called her and I was like, hey, can you get on my computer and email something? <laughs> She's like, hold on, I'm icing my back. Immediately, anyone who's icing their back will not be good at operating electronics. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, we, my 70-year-old Russian driver is listening to me. She's like, okay, I'm in your computer. There's just stuff all over the place. And I'm like, what? There's just stuff all over. The, and then like a picture of me and you. I go, okay, that's my desktop. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. It's a good right. start. Yeah. She's like, wait, you have a picture. Well, who, why did you use this picture? I'm like, stop that. We just need to send an email. And <laughs> stay I, on target. Yeah, stay on target. And I was like, just go to email. She goes, I don't know where your emails are. I go, it's the same computer you have. We bought the same damn computer. Oh, we just, it was knockdown drag out. And my drivers listened to this laughing hysterically. But I would never. I, I guess I just did share that. Sure, I want. A, I want a full time camera on the Kreischer household. I really do. Agreed. Dude, I have a Nest Cam, and I got caught uh, by myself. Uh, oh no! You got it. Oh, okay. No. All right. That's a, a game terrible time visual. Decision. You're like, yeah. what do I stop and oh. run out of the room, or just mad dog it and finish? That's an embarrassing <laughs> twenty seconds right there. And you do mad dog it. I hope if you're, oh. if you're half the man I know you are. If my wife did catch it, she goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" I at least have the decency to stare right into the camera and go, this is my house. This is my, I am putting my claim on this house. Now, speaking of your body, I did have a, a, a question slash comment for you. Shoot. You walk out on the, on the special on Netflix. It's uh -huh. out today. Yeah. You walk out on stage and before you do anything else, you take off your shirt and throw it into the crowd. Yep. Why wear a shirt? I feel like it would save you a lot of money if you just walked out shirtless. What? <laughs> it's that, an odd thing. It's really That shirt thing. gets... Four seconds of airtime. It's it's probably the 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 showman in me. Okay. <laughs> like if I just walked out straight shirtless, I think a lot of people would have questions. Like, well, what was he just doing backstage? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's a wonderful souvenir, though, for a Burt Kreischer super fan who goes home with your sweaty clothing. Hey, secret time in the special. The guy that caught it's my cousin. Oh no. <laughs> What are the chances of that? It was in Philly. My whole family lives in Philly. I rip it. You'll see it. You can see it in my eyes when you watch my special. I rip it off and I throw it in the balcony. And my cousin caught it. And I went, you can see it in the special. I, go, I put him. I go, hey, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then in my head, I was like, I wanted to, like, stop and break down. I go, someone grab me the shirt back from my cousin. Now we don't have to give it away. That's right. <laughs> All right. Bert, That's what happens is you just keep each shirt by throwing it to family members. There I get go. it. Oh, now fans pay money for my shirts. Is they're, that right? Like, well, oh, I'm sure. They're like, hey, man, get, well, because I do this thing called the Waitstaff Raffle where I I get everyone in the money in the crowd to give money, and then we raise like 1500 bucks. We pull someone that works at the club's name, and then they get the money. It's, it's really it's a cool thing to do. And uh, now people will go, I'll give $300 for your shirt, put it in the Waitstaff Raffle. And you're like, all right, here's That's my That's very cool. Yeah. That is cool. All right, we have to take a break. Our friend Bert Kreischer is here. The special is on Netflix today, and it's great, you guys. It's called Secret Time. More with Bert right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The machine is here. Our friend Bert Kreischer on the Kevin and Bean Show. His latest special is available on Netflix starting today. It has been called the best thing he's ever done. It is called Secret Time. <laughs> Look, no one's going to source me on it, Bert. I right? might as well say it. Your friends in Wyoming will love it. You know that. <laughs> let, me, let me play a clip and you'll get an idea. By the way, very difficult task looking for a 30-second segment I could play that was suitable for broadcast sure. Bert, from your special. Yeah. Very tough, but I did come up with this one. You're talking about taking your girl to, to college. She's a kid when you drop her off for college, my wife will give her advice to her life advice, and I'll give her the real life advice to save her life. Like, all right, here's the deal. Whatever your mom said is fine, but this is your dad talking now. When it comes to drugs, just take half. Yeah. Wait two hours, see if you like it, take the other half. <laughs> If your boyfriend wants to blindfold you during sex, that means his roommate's going to f*** you. Don't do it. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what that means, ladies. There's a lot of girls going, oh, my God, I think I've got to up my number. <laughs> and that's the cleanest thing on the special. Um, how many friends and family did you have in the audience in Philadelphia, Bert? I had a lot. I, well, I did six shows at the Troc. So uh, they were spread out. But in that show... My two cousins were in both balconies. Okay. So, and that was all I could really see. So, but uh, I'm sure there were other people. But they all, my whole family, hit me up for tickets. Has your immediate whole... family been there? My... So you're saying how oh, dumb my... your kids are to your kids? No. Oh, my immediate family. Yeah. My kids are. My kids are too young. Oh, they are. Okay. And my dad doesn't find me funny. <laughs> you dad, said you... that on stage, and I was like, he legit doesn't find me funny. That's that wasn't so a joke. No, not a joke at all. Like he just he just doesn't well, you get made, you made his life miserable, him having to raise you. You were an awful child. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> so so he's just over you. He's just happy to have you out of the house. He started eating marijuana. All right. Uh, and uh this is my favorite story. He started eating marijuana because he's got a bad hip. He's like 70, and it helps him sleep. So we came out to L.A., tried it, and we're like, all right, we bought him $180 worth of edibles. He flew him home. And so you can tell he's on weed because he starts saying dude a lot. He he's, says dude. He's like, How old is he? 70. Okay. He's like, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> so, my wife, so my wife says to me, we go back to Tampa. My mom says, hey, Albert, to my dad, why don't you take the girls, my daughters, out to the dock and let them talk to your owl? 
I'm like, you got an owl? And he's like, dude, I communicate with this owl on the dock. I'm like, how much weed is he eating, Mom? So he takes us out there. I swear to God, he takes us out there, and he's like, watch this. No, he didn't. And nothing happens. Of course. Flatline, right? And I'm like, Dad. And he goes, maybe the girls should try, too. Come on, come on, guys. So the, all three of them are like, they sound like a bunch of crips letting them know the cops are in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I go, Dad, I don't. maybe we'll try another day. And he goes, oh, we'll try tomorrow. So he starts walking all back into the house, and we hear, clear as day, we hear, Ooh. No, you I didn't. I swear to God. And I'm like, oh, my God. My dad goes, dude, I told you. Come on. <laughs> and so he goes out to the dock, and he's like, whoo. And sure enough, we hear, whoo, whoo, What the hell? Hoo. And then my oldest daughter hits me. She goes, Dad. Look at the other old guy on his dock. <laughs> Across the lake, there's another old guy. He's blind. No. My dad's high. And they're just talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them telling the greatest story yeah. that's ever happened to them. You know that old man was in his house and his wife is like, honey, your owl's out. And he's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm communicating with the animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bert, are you going to be an awesome old person? I'm going to be, if I make it, if I'm going to be the best old person ever. I have such great stories that... That, like, I can't wait to be like, Grandpa, tell him about the time you fought a bear. And I'm like, oh, I had a show called Hurt Bird on FX. This is <laughs> yep. back before the internet. <laughs> because so many, old, so many old people, people don't care about anymore because they're just dull and they're boring. But I have a feeling, if you, like you said, if you survive it, you are going to be everyone's favorite old person because everybody's going to hear the stories about the old days. I told, I told my daughters the other day, they were like, Dad, I go, go out and play. And they're like, Dad, I don't want to go out and play. It's rough out there. I go, rough out there? Rough out there? I grew up in the 80s in Florida. I remember one time we were kids and the old kids came up with BB guns and they're like, all right, we got to count to 20 and then we're going to hunt you. And we're like, what? And they're like, we're going to hunt you. And we're like, we don't want to be hunted. And they're like, one, two. And sure enough, we got hunted with BB guns. Me and Chris Suarez hid in a chimney in a house that was being built until the sun went down. And then I went home and I was like, my dad's like, where have you been? I was like, we were getting hunted like game. <laughs> I got dude. You want you ready for this one? I went. I, I had to go to the bathroom one time. I was in. I was ninth grade. I was at uh, baseball, and I said to the coach, "I go. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom." And he goes, "Oh, buddy, Coach Kent." He goes, "Buddy, go down to the very end of the uh, left field. See those ho- those cows over there? Pee on their cow fence, and they'll spark up and they'll go running like crazy. It's real funny. <laughs> this is my coach telling me this. I was like, "Oh, good call, Coach." Went running down, peed. I went to the bathroom in my pants. I fell on the ground convulsing. Everyone's laughing hysterically. I'm like, you're my coach. (laughs) Was it an electric fence? It's an electric fence. Yeah. 1,200 volts going up inside of me. This guy helped me pick colleges. I got to tell you, he did the right thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, that's amazing. Oh, Bert, please stay alive forever, will you? Oh, I, I plan on it. I want you not only alive, I want you with a TV show when you're 80. <laughs> I really do. Hey, by the way, uh, we've been talking about Secret Time, the new special on Netflix. Let's not forget, you can see The Machine live and in person. You did the Irvine Improv last night. You'll be back there for two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. Tickets are available at improv.com. You pretty much sell out, though, Bert. I can't imagine you're not, right? I think all shows are sold out. I think there's tickets available for the late show tonight, Okay, okay. not right. many. Yeah, improv.com, obviously 18 and up to see Burt Kreischer on stage. How were they uh, last night, by the way? They were amazing. Like, legit amazing. Like, I I said to myself, I was like, 
if this is the future of my career with the Netflix special, man, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. They were just on it, oh, and I had all, I did an hour's worth of new material that's not on the special, and they were like, one kid was like, bro, is this all new? And I was like, yeah, I can't. You're going to go see the special tonight. I'm not going to deliver it for you <laughs> twice today. <laughs> the thing about Bert, we were talking to him off the air, is uh, I know that you're a professional and you're working very hard when you're out there, but you just make it look like it's so much fun and that you're having the time of your life on stage, and I love that. I can't help it. I Look, I couldn't be one of those angry comics. Like, no, I, I mean, we all love No one would buy it from you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I couldn't be like an overthinky comic where it's like, uh, you know, like really like, I can only do what I do, and it's just, and I, I think I just, it's an extension of me hanging out in your living room. Yes. If I was at your house, I would definitely probably be in a Speedo or have my shirt off, yeah. <laughs> and I would be telling the exact same stories. Ex- absolutely. <laughs> all right, get to Secret Time, Netflix, today. Before you go, Bert, Kevin's got 60 seconds of rapid-fire questions. Oh, just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Bert Kreischer is on the clock starting now. What's the thing most people would be surprised to find out about you? Um, I'm a very aggressive wiper. What, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, Sister Christian. What's your drink of choice? Tears and soda. <laughs> uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes oh, or no? Open. Open? Oh, I got a bull mastiff, aggressive dog kisses. What were you like in high school? Uh, cool as crap. What's the first job you ever had? Uh, running uh, files for my dad as a runner and an attorney. What's the worst TV show you enjoy? Uh... Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, Carnival Eats. Carnival Eats on Food Network. Carnival Eats. Carnival Eats. Okay. Carnival Eats. <laughs> You're too excited about that. Uh, what did you want to be as a kid? Uh, professional baseball player. Have you ever been in a real fight? Oh, a lot of times. <laughs> Have you won them? Never. Cats or dogs? Dogs. If you could be anyone for a day, who would you be? Uh, I would be I would be a deep sea diver. Just anyone? Just a deep sea diver. <laughs> I'm looking for a name, but that'll work. I panicked on the last one. I panicked on the last one. I don't even want to be a deep sea diver. I swear to God. I'm scared of diving. I get panic attacks. That's the weirdest thing ever. I panicked. It's okay, man. uh, I just know I need to see Carnival Eats. It sounds fantastic. Carnival Eats is amazing. It's such a bad show. It's all about carnival food, as if anyone at their office is like, what do you want to do for lunch? And someone's like, well, there's a carnival 25 miles away. (laughs) Want to go get a deep fried Twinkie? But it's a guilty pleasure. By the way, I can't crap on the host. Noah Cap, he's a great host. But All that right. show is just, they say to him, like, ooh, so the cheese you're putting on the sandwich, where do you get it? He's like, out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, have fun at Irvine this weekend. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you, man. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. What if it's a different Crash Test Dummy song this week? Nope. Would that be the best? Nope. Hey, you guys, it's time for Keep It 100. I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. All right, we got some excellent choices. Unfortunately, only Texter 100 gets his or her played. Let's see what we almost hit. Uh, West Hills Dan asking for the breeders singing Cannonball, which is one of my all-time favorites, All right. by the way. That would have been good. Texter 101, Grant in uh, Brea was looking for Living Color, Cult of Personality. Oh, that's Remember a good song, them? too. Yes. But neither of them were Texter 100. That, in fact, was our man Andrew, who joins us on the phone right now. That's not the right button. Right there from Pasadena. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Have you ever talked to Kevin and Bean on the air before? In my entire life, I never have. Long-time listener, first-time caller. 
Wow, and yeah. and you were Texture 100, so you not only talk to Kevin and Bean, you get to pick a song. How did you come up with the song you've chosen hang for Hang on, today? hang on. Why do you keep calling us Kevin and Bean? Because <laughs> those guys are on the radio right now. <laughs> it's just on to me. Because <laughs> it's their show. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kevin and Bean have another question for you, Andrew. <laughs> How did you pick the song you, uh, you want to hear this weekend? Played by you guys probably 10-plus years ago as a kid, going to school, and just loved it. All-time favorite song. And it's just the song, man. It's the greatest song ever, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Why that's, don't a, you... that's a little bit. That's a little big for me. Well, let's see. Maybe he's right. We haven't heard okay. it in a few years. Why don't you introduce it for our listeners, Andrew, and we'll play your Keep It 100 song. Awesome. Coming up on Kevin and Bean, here's Disconnected by Fake You Fake. Nicely done. Thank you for calling and texting. Keep It 100. No! I mean, right? That song sums up the 90s on K-Rock about as well as anything, by the way. One of the great uh, punk rock anthems of all time for the band called Face to Face. They originally recorded it in 1992. Then they remixed it, put it out on an EP in 1993. Then they got signed to Victory Label in 1994, and they were asked to re-record it. And that's the version that ended up being the big, big K-Rock hit. So uh, we played that song, I feel like. 20,000 times, Kevin, throughout the years. And it still sounds fantastic. It does. That was a great choice. So thank you, Andrew, from Pasadena for listening and for calling, and we appreciate it. We'll do it again next Friday here on Keep It 100. Keep It 100. It's Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. K-R-Q. Look, look. I'm, don't look at, don't look, look, don't, no look, look. You said it, and John Cho was very kind to not call you out on it. Hey, Kat. Hi. A moment with, with me, I guess. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tell me about the... This is a first-time writing group? First movie they wrote? That was a moment with Kevin. Kevin. Wow. And he was very nice because he pretended that was in English. And then he understood wow. it and he answered it. Is English your first language? Wow. Clearly not. <laughs> And by the way, what the magic you don't get from that moment with in our interview with uh, John Cho, whose movie searching is very good, by the way, is that Ke- is that they were on different pages because Kevin was talking about John's movie, but John thought we were talking about Crazy Rich Asians, which John we just thought, finished talking about. John thought that because we were still talking about that. And then I took a hard left and went back to his movie without telling him. No and, transition. And at least I asked him a brilliant question. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tell me about the... These, this is a first-time writing group? First movie they wrote? <laughs> it's very long-time fan-them-esque. It really is. It really is. Right. I don't know why at some point in the middle of that, I think, this isn't working. Stop and regroup. I, I don't know why that doesn't happen. Oh you, you are a miracle, Kevin. All right. Allie's out today. It's time for our final look at what's happening. Uh, Kat Corbett is here, too, like she do on Fridays. What do you guys have for us? Bean, I would like you to help me with this story because I don't have a lot of information on Snoop Dogg the play. Okay. <laughs> no way. Snoop Dogg. The Broadway play? No. Yes. It's not Broadway. It is a play we were talking about a little bit earlier on. Kat, you will love this as well. It is based on, you know, uh, it's kind of a fictional 
retelling of his story about somebody who is uh, in hip hop and uh, you know makes it gets out of the hood and becomes a huge star. It's a musical, is what it is, and he does it. Yes, and he stars in it, and he is with Tamar Braxton, and he is going to be singing songs in it and everything, and it's going to be, uh, if I remember correctly, it's in uh, November, it's going to be playing at the Microsoft Theater, kicks off uh, in Houston in October, and it's him, you know, basically telling the story of his life, singing songs in his life on stage, the actual D-O-double-G. I think it sounds fascinating. I think he's going to win a Tony. Isn't that awesome? Can you be imagine? if he did. Snoop yeah. Dogg winning a Tony. Mm-hmm. He's also writing a cookbook. Well, I don't know if you saw this. He's writing his first cookbook. It's called From Crook to Cook. <laughs> and it features 50 recipes straight from his own collection. I don't know if you've seen his cooking show with Martha Stewart. Of course I have. Oh, Su- it's legit. Yeah. Super odd. But he's got uh, OG staples like baked mac and cheese, fried bologna sandwiches, and a whole bunch of different stuff. He's act- Snoop Dogg is doing a, a play, and he's selling a cookbook. Uh-huh. No one ever thought he'd be the Renaissance man right? out of that group. There's nothing he can't do. (laughs) But he seems to be doing it all, which is insane. I love that. Uh, And by the way, the best thing Snoop does in my... uh, Honestly, when he shows up on Kimmel and he narrates those animal videos, it's the funniest damn thing. (laughs) Agreed. I would would watch him do anything. It's great. (laughs) Uh, We talked about the fact that the Big Bang Theory was going to be uh, canceled. It was going to be... It was going to come to an end. And apparently it's because Jim Parsons was the one who was going to walk away. What a dick! He decided to walk away uh, from playing Sheldon Cooper. A lot of them reacted to this like, oh, well, maybe we should just stop while we're ahead then and not go on. And they decided not to go on. You go out on top. That's the rule. Yeah, I don't hate that. Well, that's the idea. It doesn't happen all the time. I don't hate that. Although the stars of the show, if they had gone two more seasons, which they were signed up for, would have made $50 million a person. Hmm. No. Really? Does yeah. he hate so Sheldon? They get like a million dollar each episode. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Right? You know, um, I remember when uh, Seinfeld went off the air, which was what, late 90s. His was the number one show on television also. They offered him $5 million an episode to stay on the air, and he said no. And he has never regretted it. But, you know, guys like that, and by by the way, also this show, when it goes into syndication... They clean up. Oh, yeah. They'll be getting huge checks for the rest of their lives if they never shoot another minute. So it doesn't they're matter. On, they're on way more than they were yeah. while it was airing. It doesn't Absolutely. matter then. Right. It doesn't make any difference. So it's on pretty much everywhere, pretty much all the time. So you can quit a job. What you're saying, Kat, yes. is I have a job that pays me a million dollars a week. But if I quit that, I really won't notice it my bottom line. Right. You'll actually make more money <laughs> if you pro- don't work. You'll probably get paid more. <laughs> Wait, how do I get because that job? It's probably on round the clock. Every city, it's insanity. Yeah, true. It's insanity. Seriously, Charlie Sheen's making so much money right, right now. Two and a Half Men is on, I swear, five channels. <laughs> Just exactly. all the time. All right, Kat Corbett is here. She always joins us on Friday at this time to tell us what's going on locally. All right, there's a great event. It's the 8th Annual Rock and Roll Carnival, and it is tomorrow. Now, let me tell you about this event. It starts at 11.30 a.m. The doors open. This is a full day of music and fun. It is family-friendly. Um, it was started by Donna Carey. 
Carey, who is writer-producer for, like, all your favorite shows. The Simpsons, Parks and Rec, The New Girl. Only those? Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a loser, right? Um, but Donick started this program. He, Long story short, he lived on Nantucket. Uh, he grew up there. He found out uh, there was a situation where there was lots of teen suicides uh, for this span of time. And he didn't know what to do. He wanted to help his community somehow. And he found out that there were a bunch of kids who wanted to play instruments, but they didn't have the funds to do that. So he raised money and he he got them instruments. And now he's doing it for communities like all over the country, all over the world. And that's what this fundraiser does is raise money for that cause to get instruments into the hands of kids who might not be able to. That's and we fantastic. know how, how better kids are with instruments, right? Yep. Less trouble. They're, they, they're better at math. They do all this stuff. So every year, Tim Armstrong from Rancid, it's Tim in a tree. He performs acoustically in the neighbor's tree. Yeah, this is weird. He's listed as Tim in a tree, right? Yeah. If you Google videos, you'll see Tim Armstrong. That's what I like about him. Is he's weird, but he's the real thing. Right. So Donick opens up his his yard, which is, you know, massive. And it's this carnival. Uh, DJ Questlove is spinning. Flava Flav is showing up to do some stuff. Uh, you've got uh, Lal Tolhurst uh, from, the, uh, from The Cure doing... The curse covers of his own band. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And so I have a pair of tickets. All right. Oh. So this is a, a crazy day, and I'm going. I'm so stoked. So let's do caller 20 right now to 1 800 520 1067. Call now. 1 800 520 1067. I love you. <laughs> and you will be at the uh, Rock and Roll Carnival, which is tomorrow. And there are tickets are available. I've tweeted out the link. I urge you to uh, purchase them, and, and money goes to a great cause. Good day. Shepherd Ferry is going to be there. It's going to be awesome. That's fantastic. All right. Now you guys know I host uh, Locals Only Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some uh, excellent jams. I just wanted to turn you on to one new one because I really think you guys are going to dig this. So okay. hit it, Steve. My grandpa said Grandy. Ariana Grandy? So should we all be saying Grandy? Ariana Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like, Grandy was kind of like, I guess, Americanized version of it, you know? Ariana Grandy? And my grandpa. But I think of him and I said... I grew up saying Grandy, and I think of my grandpa, and I wish I said Grandy more. Ariana Grandy, 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 Grandy. <laughs> she, I would like to point out that she said she wished she said Grandy more. <laughs> I just want you people to remember that I spoke of this uh, a few days ago, saying how there should be a mashup, and then DJ Omar Khan goes in there Should and we does heard it. it. DJ Omar Khan. Yeah. You heard it again? Yeah. My grandpa said Grandy. Ariana Grandy? So should we all be saying Grandy? Ariana Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like, Grandy was kind of like, I guess, Americanized version of it, you know? Ariana Grandy? And my grandpa. But I think of him and I said, I grew up saying Grandy and I think of my grandpa and I wish I said Grandy more. Ariana Grandy? 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 <laughs> DJ Omar Khan. I like it. <laughs> Still no apology, but I like it. <laughs> uh, celebrity birthdays. Dave Chappelle is having a birthday today. Craig Kilborn, Marley Matlin, Vince McMahon, Chad Michael Murray, uh, Steve Gutenberg, the Goop. Uh, David Koechner is having a birthday. Rupert Grint, who played uh, Ron Weasley. He's 30. Ginge. He's 30. It's a ginge. Crazy, right? And Anjay Kopitar from the uh, LA Kings. On your drive home today, listen to Strikers, commercial free for all a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Bye, Kat. Thank you, Kat. Bye, guys. Bye, Kat. Thank you, Kat. Ariana Grande. Don't bogart that joint, my friend.
pass it over to me. The president says his job is harder than he thought. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. It's funny because it's true. I said what I came to say. I'm going to bed. Well, you guys keep on blah, 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 blah. I'm getting out of here. Can you wrap it up? Amen. I have to say it. Amen. Is this a happy ending or a sad ending? It's an ending. That's enough. Bye, nerd. Keep walking. Keep walking, nerd. Bye. Thank you. I have a show, and I love you guys very much, and I will speak to you later. Goodbye. Be the kid. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Randy, 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 Randy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.